Hallelujah. All right, lift your hands and just thank the Lord for this amazing opportunity that we have in his presence. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We are grateful. We are thankful that you guide us and that you lead us into all truth. Thanks for your mighty blessing in this camp meeting. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we bless your holy name. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Pray in a moment privately and ask God to fill you with the spirit of revelation. Spirit of Revelation. Ma shedele ma kabarada zona mandari babarada. Paronda la ma shandole ma baranda la ma sandole bakaban. Father, for the spirit of revelation that you give to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. Now, the theme for our meeting is use it or lose it. Matthew 25, everybody. Matthew 25. And um, there we can see the parable that Jesus spoke to the people. And in this parable, he said, one person was given five talents. One was given two talents, and one was given one talent. All right? Now, the person who was given one talent went and hid it in the ground and therefore did nothing with the one talent. Are you listening? Now, when the master came, they said, take the one talent from this guy and give it to him which has ten talents. So not using the talent ended up with him losing the talent. So that's the whole idea. 
of this camp is use it or lose it. If you don't use the talent you are given, you end up losing it all. Now, the next thing was that I was saying that God has loved me twice. The first love was the love to save me. And the second love was the love to call me. Like Timothy said, Paul said to Timothy, that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Like he looked at me, just like how if you want to marry somebody, you look at the person and you consider that, oh, this person is going to be faithful. He's a guy, but he's going to be faithful. He's a beautiful lady, but she's going to be faithful. So she counted me. Uh, I thank Jesus Christ, my Lord, who has enabled me. It's one of my favorite verses. For that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. You see? And that's the kind of thing we have today in Christian marriages. There's many girls and there's more girls than boys. And when somebody marries you, the person has a certain consideration or way of thinking about you that you are like this, you are this, you are this, and decides to marry you and give you his name and make you his partner and make you his wife. And this is the only way to think about marriage. Otherwise, marriage is not possible. It's just a partnership between two irritated people who are equal <laughs> and have things to say to each other, tit for tat, tit for tat, tit for tat, tit for tat, and there's no happiness. The only way to think well in a marriage situation is to think in this way. And unfortunately, that is the reality because there's no other way to think if you want to just live in the way that partnership is described in the Bible. You can never be happy with that. So the prouder, where you are prouder women and more independent women and liberated whatever thing they have, it's more difficult for them. You rarely go to the clinic as a pediatrician and see such a person coming with the father as well. It will only be the mother with the child. Oh, yes. Because it's not compatible to stay for long together. Your liberation and your independence will just suck uh, the person away. And you'll be longing for love. And you'll be wondering why no one you, touches you, wants to hold you, wants to bring you near. Oh, yes. So I'm saying that the only way to think is to see that he's counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. Like he's done something nice to me. And put me in the ministry. And that's the second love. And the third point that I was making yesterday is that when God loved the world again, he gave gifts to men. Ephesians 4 and verse 8. He says, wherefore he ascended and gave gifts to men. Gifts to men. You are too slow on the computer. The person who is doing it is too slow. All right, we, we may need to change you next time you are slow. Wherefore, he said, he ascended on high, led captivity captive, and gave gifts to men. That's God's love. When you are being loved, gifts are bestowed on you. 
That's what, that's what you, you must realize. And when the love ends, the gifts end. Oh, yes. You can see relationships where the love is finished. The gifts are also finished. Where there's a lot of love, there's gift. Even the gift of your time and the gift of your attention. My, my, my attention is precious. It's one of the gifts I can give to you. There are people you see that you are talking to them, but they are looking here. I mean, you are standing in front of them, but they are looking somewhere. <laughs> even the attention, like, or even to have the full attention, is also a, a something. It's also a gift, a grace. So to have this gift, God gave gifts. That's love. And he loved us again the second time. And then he just poured gifts unto men. He gave gifts to men. God so loved the world that he gave his son. Then he loved a second time and gave pastors, evangelists, prophets, apostles, and teachers to all men. And today you must accept, just as you accepted Jesus as your savior, you have to accept this love, the love of God administering the gift of an apostle, the gift of a pastor, the gift of a teacher, the gift of an evangelist to ordinary people. This is his second way of loving. Are you with me? Are you, are you feeling sleepy by any chance? Are you were looking on the ground or you were looking at something in the realm of the spirit. Somebody give, bring, give me a bottle of water. Come, come. Come. Stand here. Open your mouth. No, open your mouth to drink. I think he was thirsty. He just said, come unto me, all ye that test. So, God so loved the, look, 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 are you listening? God so loved the world that he gave first, like his only begotten son. That was the gift from his love. Then, when Jesus ascended, put it 4.8 again there. 4.8, Ephesians 4.8. When he ascended, when Jesus went back, do you see? Then he sent another gift. Because Jesus has returned. And the gifts he sent was these five gifts. Apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, to men. Just, and just as he loved the whole world, he didn't just love Africans or Americans or Asians. He loved the whole world. He gave this indiscriminately. He didn't select which group that he's giving elders apostles or he's giving men, I mean male men, evangelists or he's giving women teachers. He gave to all men. That's why you can find the oddest of people being pastors and prophets and teachers. Like, there seem to be no criteria for God giving these gifts to people. Every kind of person 
has ever been a pastor before. Any kind. I mean, every, every type of person has been a pastor before. But not, not so with doctors. You, you, you rarely find certain type of people being doctors, medical doctors. Oh, yes. I mean, you, you, you can't find, sometimes you can't find, like, maybe it's not so usual to find a very, very young person as a doctor, specialist, whatever. Usually, they'll be, they'll be older because it takes time to learn and pass all the exams. Yes. Or to be a president. I mean, time has to pass. But for this ministry seems to be indiscriminate. Women, young women, old women. I mean, look at Joyce Meyer is 80 years old. Joyce Meyer is 80 years old. And she seems to be in the ministry. Yes. She's writing books. Ministering. 80 solid. Solid, solid. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And this is his love. So the first love was to give Jesus. And the second love was to give these pastors, apostles, prophets, teachers. And why did he give it? Why did he give it? He gave apostles so that the saints would be perfected and that the, the ministry work would go on. So he's sharing this gift. So it's up to you to see this scripture and either accept that you are one of the apostles, prophets, and teachers who is, who is being given. Who has been given to perfect saints and to do the work. You are one of the people. And I told you, you've got to believe. Now, the reason why there are more pastors in Lighthouse or in QFC or in First Love or wherever is because we preach about it more. And faith comes by hearing. So you have more people believing such things. Because, I mean, as we've come here, I've not come to preach to you that you're going to be rich. I'm going to be a millionaire. There's nothing like that. If you want to be rich or those are your aim, please leave. As soon as we close it, just go back home. Just resign now and just, you can, you, can, you can leave. You are blessed. That's not the purpose of this meeting. Oh, yes. Now, when God does this, you see, amazingly, and I want you to, I want you to listen very carefully to this revelation. God's going to change your life. Oh, yes. It's going to change your life. He shares his gifts like this. Let's look at Matthew 25. You see how he shares his gifts. This is how he shares his gifts. He gives 
Five, two, prophetically, and one. So, when you receive your pastoral gift, you see, I, I, and I, I, I believe that every single person here, without exception, has received one or more of these gifts. I, I believe it. Yeah. The gift of a pastor, the gift of a prophet, the gift of an evangelist. Everybody in this room has received it. Yeah. Not that a pastor is sent to you, that you have been made a pastor for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry. Now, the mystery of this, and I hope you are listening very carefully to this part. The mystery of this is that, the mystery of this is that God gives one talent, two talents and five talents. Do you know what that means prophetically? It means that you minister as an apostle or a prophet or a pastor to one person. One talent, is that, you think Jesus, look, you think Jesus doesn't know that he's giving you something small. Something that only works on one person. Huh? He knows that he's, he's giving you for one, one talent, for one thing. Look, when he's, it is when he's rewarding you that things become a lot. Look at it. It said, and when he came back, yes, Continue the, continue the next the, the next verse. Ah. Then he that I received father went and, and, and continue, continue, continue. Continue. I think this man is not with me. Then he said unto them, Well done, verse 23, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over few things. The point is that God knows that he has given you something very small. And five talent is small. Five is small. And two is even smaller. And one, dear Charlie, is very small. I hope there are no people outside there whilst I'm preaching inside here. Okay. You have made you have made you a minister of some few things. <laughs> And it is because people are not prepared to be apostles to one talent, which is to one person. Or are not prepared to be a pastor of one person. And are not prepared to be an evangelist of one person. And are not prepared to be a prophet to one person. That is why they never see many things in the ministry. Yes. That is it. Because one talent for one person. Jesus himself, he knows that he has given you something very sweet. So it is in the reward time, then you see what he says in the scripture. Put the scripture back. I'll make you rule over many things. That's when the many things. So as you see me here, I've served my one talent ministry. Do you know how many people have ministered to one person at a time? I mean, when you talk about evangelism, I remember a guy that I led to Christ in his bedroom. Oh, yes. Just one person. One person. You see me evangelizing, explaining. I've led, I've, I've spent a lot of time on atheists. People who don't believe in God at all. One atheist that I've spent a lot of time with, he was recently even texting with me. 
He said, do I have, no, no, have any new things to say about the things that I've been saying? <laughs> oh, yes. Another 80s that I, I ministered to, one-on-one, he was, I was recently talking with him, and he said to me, I am not an atheist. I said, wow. You, have you heard, how many have heard me preaching? I'm talking about one talent. You see, you are not seeing many things because you don't believe in your one talent, and you, are not, you don't believe in a ministry to one person. I'm not talking of five. I'm not talking of two. I'm talking of one. I'm not hearing anybody say, help us. us. Yes, I'm not hearing it. Maybe you should give a microphone to somebody who, because otherwise I will will, will preach to the other group. I will share with the other group. I will not share these things with you. Go, go, Go back, go back, go back. I think you better give Give a microphone to somebody, one, anybody who has, yeah, just even one pair, because otherwise I would, I would stop. Listen, you don't believe in your one talent ministry. I'm telling you, this Lazarus story, recently I preached, you saw me jumping on the stage with the, the, those guys. Put that picture on. Where are these these guys? We shall change them, I tell you. You are too slow. Oh, yes. Yes. You see this? I was preaching to thousands of people. One, 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 one pre- former president, when he saw this, he said, say, wow, I like this one. Yeah. Now, preaching about Lazarus. Do you know how many times I've preached to only one person? I remember one time I was going to speak to just one man. Only one person. Me and him. And you see, the way the person is, I knew that I need to be sure that I've memorized the scripture. I wouldn't have much time to open. Oh, yes. I preached the entire story. I read it out to him. The Bible says I recited everything. Just, only just me and him. He's sitting here, I'm sitting here. And I explained to him how a rich man goes to hell. He was a rich man. How a rich man went to hell. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes. Being in torment, he said, Abraham, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, for I'm tormented in this plane. And Abraham said, son, in thy lifetime, thou receivest thy good things. And likewise, Lazarus, evil things also. And now thou art tormented and he is comforted. And besides all this, there's a great gulf between us and you. That they that will come from hence to you cannot, neither can they come from thence to us. One to one, just me, and there was nobody there, there was no microphone. It's because you don't like one to one talent ministry. That is why you don't have many things. That's why you don't have many things. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you don't have many things. Yes. Because 
you didn't use your one talent ministry on one person. Because one talent for how many people? Are you, how do you break the talent? It's for one person. Because you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't use it. You wouldn't go to somebody's apartment and minister as an evangelist and tell the person the story of Lazarus. That's why you will not tell the story to many people. Yes. Every ministry starts with one talent, then two talents, then five talents, then many things. Then you, then you start to be in charge of many, many, many people. Oh, yes. I don't know whether I should wait for Bishop School. I'll say this to the Bishop School. You see, your teaching ministry, your teaching ministry, you won't teach to two talents, to two people. You can ask my wife. She's one of the people who have benefited from the one talent. Oh, yes. I share the word of God with her. Share the word of God with her. Yes. I shared the word of God with her. And many people. I shared only me and this person. Talking, sharing, opening the Bible. This is a new creation. This is that. This is that. You wouldn't do that as a teacher? And you want to teach many things to many people? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Apostle is someone who is sent by God. When God sends you, go to this person. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. You're sitting by somebody on a plane. And God has sent you to evangelize the person. You won't. I was sitting by someone, somebody once. And our, pl- our plane was hit by lightning. And the, when the plane is hit by lightning, there's a sound. If you've experienced it before. The, pl- the, light, the plane hit. The lightning hit the plane in the sky as we were flying. Yeah. And the guy sitting by me was frightened. And so I knew that God has sent me to evangelize him. Oh, yes. A great door was open. And I evangelized him. I prayed with him. I led him to Christ. On the plane, I remember one guy. He was saying that you know he he says he has a prophetic he has a prophetic ministry, and he was sitting by a man, one to one, one to one. I mean, we see Jesus one to one ministry everywhere, and the guy who was sitting by him, he asked him, "Does he believe in God?" And didn't believe and all that, and he told him, "Okay, I'll do something to show you that God is real." And the man said, well, so first of all, I'll tell you your name. <laughs> oh, yes. I'll tell you your name. And then I thought I'll tell you something else. Oh, yes. One to one. Oh, yes. 
One talent. And he told the man, your name is this. Wow. And I think he told him his age. He told him this. He, told him. he was sitting by him on the plane. The man was shocked. Personal. The reason why you are not a great apostle to nations is because you are not prepared to be an apostle to just this apartment here or this guy in the school. And you are not, when you are sent to the person, you don't go. How will you go to which nation? I don't understand the nation you are trying to go to. I don't get it. Yes. Let, 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 give me a, uh, let me give a What's your name? Khadija. Khadija. Give a microphone to the Otherwise, I'll stop preaching. Give a microphone. Give a microphone. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yes. One talent ministry. That's what we need. For people to take one talent seriously. And when you take it seriously, you see that your ministry will go on and on and on and on. Oh, yes. I hope you are getting it. I don't want to just be talking to myself. Like I'm having my own personal quiet time. Amen. So, very, very important that everybody, everybody takes your one talent ministry very seriously. When I was in school, I had a little group. My Tuesday service, we sat around in the ring because we can't sit in the, if you sit in the congregation, we are too few. So we sat in the ring. And I was always sharing. That was my two talents. Maybe five talents. I don't know. That was all. And I'd be teaching and sharing and teaching and sharing and teaching. And sharing and teaching 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 and sharing amen so you need to start your evangelistic ministry now you need to start your singing ministry now not singing singing unless you are evangelizing to the singing organizing the people the carnivals, you're not going to be an evangelist on any platform. Yes. You're not going to be an evangelist on any platform. I'm telling you, unless you take the one talent, you'll be with the one talent until something happens with the one talent. That's the reality. That's the reality. 
Sit down. Oh, yes. Now, verse twenty eight. Take the talent from him and give it to him that has ten talents. Now, every larger ministry consists of his, your own ministry plus people who don't do their ministry work. Wow. Yes. Every large ministry consists of your ministry plus other people's ministries which they didn't do. Yes. That, you see, it consists of your ten talent plus somebody's one talent which he didn't value. Yes. They lost it. They lost it. It consists of the ten talent. But he had originally five. He worked hard on it. It became ten. And they took this guy's own and added it. I mean, ask yourself, why would somebody like me be writing songs? Why would somebody like me be writing songs? I mean, don't I have a lot to do? Why would somebody like me be doing many of the things that I do? Because a whole lot of people don't take their one talent ministry or their apostolic ministry seriously. You see, for instance, you may be sent, let's say, you are sent to help me as an apostle. You are also an apostle to an apostle. Like you are sent. Apostle just means sent, somebody who is sent. Specially sent. And maybe your job is, you are sent by God to help me. Now because you don't take it seriously, I start to help myself. And you see me helping myself in so many ways which I shouldn't be helping myself. I shouldn't be having such burdens and such things to help, have to help myself. But it's like take one talent from this guy who is not interested in what he's doing and add it to your ten talents. So you see me doing all sorts of things. Controlling sound, controlling videos, making documentaries, making music, producing the music, doing rehearsals. I do a lot of rehearsals. Before, as you see one song, you have no idea the number of rehearsals that are held. You know how we have rehearsals, we have a music studio, we work and work and work and work day and night for one song to be produced. It's not a small thing. You, you hear the music, you think it's a small thing. It's somebody's talent that he doesn't like. Uh, he doesn't take it seriously. It doesn't do his work well. It doesn't do what he's supposed to do. Then you have to take that one and add it to your five which became ten now you are doing eleven talents work it's, it's amazing Khadija I'm not hearing from you we came for this yes I don't know maybe only this side came for this I don't know this side didn't come for this 
I'll preach to this side. Listen. Here, some of you are, you have a ministry. Maybe you know how to do things on the internet. Facebook, this, YouTube, sharing, whatever. I don't know. But you don't do, I'm not interested in any of that. You're not interested in anything. And one small thing that you have to do, you don't do it. And then the person who has another ministry which has become more has to add what you would have. You are just saying that go and help this man or go and help this prophet or go and help this evangelist or go and help this. But you don't want to take it seriously. Because that is your first apostolic ministry. It's one talent to one person. If you do not, listen, if you do not learn your one talent ministry, I am telling you, neither will you see anything that is more and neither will you see many things. As for the many things you never see. And that's why most people end up with few, few things and with nothing. Yeah. Because the one talent ministry, I mean, I, there is nothing that I do in a big way that I have not done one-to-one. If it's leading somebody to Christ, I have done it. If it's, I remember the first time, shh, Holy Spirit baptism. Baptism. I was with this guy alone. I told him, I'll, I'll pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit. I'll pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit now. One-to-one. Yeah. And I prayed for him. The first time I saw somebody fall under the power was in a bedroom. Yes. Just me and this guy in his bedroom. That's the first time I saw somebody fall down. Just me and him. I laid down on him to receive the Holy Spirit. He fell down and started speaking in tongues in the bedroom. It was a bedroom one-to-one. It's not in church. It's not in church. No, that was my one talent ministry. And I believe in it. Falling down under the power. Falling down under the power. One to one. Just one, me and the... And I didn't... I wasn't expecting, but he fell down. He has no knowledge of what falling down is. No knowledge at all. I led him to God. He fell down in the room. Just the two of us were there. And started speaking in tongues. One to one. If you don't want to take your one talent ministry seriously, you will never have two, you will never have five, you will never have ten, and, you, and above all, you never have many things. And you will never be a ruler of many things. Yeah. And you, you think, you think one to one ministry is not available in America? America is rather the place where a lot of lonely people, a lot of suicidal people, a lot of depressed people, a lot of people waiting for somebody. This is the place for that. This is the place for one-to-one ministry. This is the place where people are online more than anywhere else. Where is your ministry online? Where is your online ministry? Where's, we, are on, we are live. You don't share. You don't subscribe. You don't call people in. You don't, don't do thumbs up. 
You don't comment. You don't share. You don't like. You don't subscribe. So because you don't take your one talent, you get it. Because I know, like when I say, oh, there's gifts for everybody here. People are, mm. <laughs> yeah, Bishop, it's nice, you know, what you are saying. Yeah, maybe one day somebody somewhere. No. But I'm telling you, unless you are prepared to learn how to teach one person, you teach one person. You teach one child. Yes, you just talk to one young person. Share the word of God with the person. You are not going to share with many people. Yes. Unless you are prepared to be an evangelist. I mean, I can, I can just see myself sitting in that, in that man's house. Telling him about Christ. Yeah. Just going through the whole story of Lazarus. Then at the end, and actually that was even the second time. Wow. And at the end, I, you know what I told him? I said, I, said, I said to this rich man, I said, you have confirmed the Bible. Wow. Said, yes. And, and, I, and he said, what do I mean? I said, you have confirmed. And the Bible says, hardly shall a rich man enter the kingdom of heaven. You have confirmed that you are, you are difficult. It will be difficult for you to go to heaven. He was looking at me in amazement. Oh, yes. Evangelist. That, that Lazarus story, I've done it one to one. Wow. I believe it. I can do it too. You can do it too. And I see a lot of evangelists here. Lift your hand and say, I feel the evangelistic gift. How many are realizing now that you are actually a, probably a great apostle or a great evangelist or a great pastor? But it's like, I mean, you've just not, you've just, you've just left the whole thing. Yeah. I believe it now. I believe it now. I believe it now. Amazing. I mean, like you are a specially sent person. Specially sent. I came for this message. You are helping us. So, so those of you playing piano, mm. see, that's it. you see, it is not. I mean, that is not the ministry. Thank you for playing the piano. Thank you for playing the piano. There is more. Those of you on the sound and the security. I mean, unless it's a special apostolic. I'm sent to play the piano. Hmm. You're helping us. Hey. Listen. You want to take your place at the table? I tell you, the Bible says very clearly, the reason why room will be made for you is the gift. That's the reason why. Yeah. And, and, and you see, gifts are become like that one talent. Wow. If you just leave it, it will be like you are giftless. Wow. Hey. 
to be like you are giftless. It's a revelation. Catherine Kuhlman, this is Pittsburgh, this is her town. Catherine Kuhlman said, Catherine Kuhlman said, I was born without hair. This was one of, she, she, was, she was trying to say that she was born with nothing. She's the most ordinary, giftless person ever to exist on this earth. Yes. That's Catherine Kuhlman. She says, I was born, she always liked to say, I was born without hair. Like, I came with nothing. There was nothing about me. Yes, even hair. She didn't come with hair. Yes. Sit down. Faith is obedience, and obedience is faith. In the realm of the spirit, there are people doing other people's ministries. They are doing their first five talents, plus the multiplied five, plus somebody else's one talent. They are doing all. And that's why sometimes you look at somebody and say, you seem to be multi-gifted. It's not that he's multi-gifted. There's multi-lazy and wicked people doing nothing. Yes. All right. Now, I want us to go straight, because we, we will not have much time. I want us to go straight into the apostolic ministry, like I was sharing with you yesterday. What is step number one towards your apostolic ministry? Do what? Do not compare. That is the first, I mean, deleter of ministry. And I showed you yesterday that if Paul was to have compared with Thaddeus. I mean, he would have just stopped his ministry. He said, I've achieved more than Thaddeus long time. I mean, <laughs> far more than Thaddeus. Oh, yes. Even John. Even John. John was sleeping on the Isle of Patmos. Having dreams. <laughs> Whilst Paul was traveling from prison to prison, ships being beat, beaten, working, traveling. Ah. And this man is having dreams on the Isle of Patmos. You don't compare. Don't compare yourself with any American here. I'm telling you, don't compare yourself with anybody's child. If you compare yourself with anybody, you will not fulfill your mission. That one, 100%. Yes. Yes. If you compare yourself with anybody in this America, if I was to compare myself with other churches and other pastors, I would not do, I don't know people who are sending anybody to Madagascar or people to Cameroon, or people to Central African Republic. I mean, let's be serious. Where we are going now, which is Bangui, the Central African Republic, the guys who came, the delegation came to see me from there, from Central Africa, yeah. Because we are going there for a crusade. 
And they said in Rwanda, in there, we have Rwandan soldiers. I mean, the whole country is unstable. They have Rwandan soldiers. They have UN soldiers. And they have uh, Russians. Yes, Russians. Russians. That's how come the, the, there's even peace, a little a stability for, for now, that they were able to drive and come to Cameroon. Yes. Oh, yes. And you want to go to these places and do work over there? I don't know anybody who is sending people there. I'm not comparing myself with anybody. If I compare myself with anybody, long time I passed comparing. Long time ago. Oh, yes. Long, if you say books written, long time ago I passed a million books. We are around 40 million. I passed one million long time. I'm not comparing myself. If you compare yourself with anybody in this America, I prophesy and predict 100% you will never do anything. Yes. Because you look across and you see someone who doesn't believe. Yes. And who is somewhere about the message. Yes. 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 People laugh. People, yeah, people laugh at me when I have church with uh, ten members, wow. eleven members. Wow. Somebody asks, "How many people are you have in that church?" We said, "Oh, there are six people. There's ten people. There's eleven." Say, ah, that's not a church. You was laughing at me. That's not a church. I said, "That's not a church." Today, you see, the same person who is laughing at the church, saying that there's no, that's not a church. He was now asking for. Opportunity to preach in those churches. And now you want to preach in the cells. What you said it's not a church, it's a cell. You said it's a fellowship. It was Bishop Preacher, they were they were told they told him that your, your your churches are not churches. Huh? He told him never call huh? He said what? Never call it a church. It's a fellowship. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are, are you listening to what he said? The pastor told him, eh? give him the microphone. The pastor told he him said, what? He said, two one. He said, it is not a church. It's a fellowship. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is a fellowship. Do not, you have six fellowships, not six churches. Yes. Never call it a church. Yes. So when we have a church, somebody yes. is telling us that. Don't call your church a church. It's not a church. It's a fellowship. Don't call your church a church. It's too small mm-hmm. to be called church. It's a fellowship. Six fellowships. Because he said, oh, we have six branches. And he said, you don't have six branches. You have six fellowships. But later on, later on, he... he oh, many times, many times I'll be there. I'll get a call from his secretary that he's in the country. He just has one Tuesday or one Sunday. Which of the churches can he go and preach in? Yes. Yes, not the fellowships. Yes. Yes. And, yes. and, and, and now he's saying, which of the churches? churches. At yes. first he was saying, it is yes. not a church. church. It is not a church. It's a fellowship. It is not a church. <laughs> Oh, 
tell your neighbor, don't mock my one talent ministry. I am an apostle with one talent. What is the second step towards apostolic ministry? Know your region, your territory. Yeah. 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 You are called to. It could be one person. Yes. And now, I'm expecting something great from all of you going to exhibit and use your one talent in your territory. What is the third step to being an apostle? Oh, yes. Now sit down, sit down and let me tell you. Sit down. The third step to your apostolic ministry is what we call marital commitment. Marital commitment. For an apostle, I'm just showing you how to develop your apostolic and to flow in it, even if it's one talent, whatever. The third, the third step is marital commitment. Now, what is marital commitment? Tell us. Yes. We don't know. We don't know. First, Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse two. And let me read from verse one. Would to God that you bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. Verse two. I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. Wow. For I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you a chaste virgin to Christ. Amen. Amen. But I fear less by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So the third step is marital commitment to Christ, to God in the ministry, because Paul said as an apostle, and he was speaking under the apostolic anointing, that I have connected you in marriage to one husband. And that husband is Christ. You see, I want you to know that in the realm of the spirit and in terms of ministry, there is only one type of commitment that works. And that is marital commitment. We only talk of marital commitment when we are in the ministry. What do I mean by marital commitment? We have four types of commitment. Friendship Mm -hmm. commitment, Mm -hmm. situational, fair weather commitment, and what? Non-situational commitment, and then marital commitment. Now, friendship commitment is like when there's friends. Situational commitment is 
when the situation is favorable, like maybe you all happen to be at a camp and you are sharing a room, or you all happen to be in the same school, and then you are there, or you all happen to be in the same area, and then that's your, your situational. Then there's non-situational. Even though the situation changes, you are still committed. Like maybe I'm no, we are, I'm no more living in the same country. I'm no more living in the same town. I'm no, no longer in the same university, but I'm still connected to you. You get what I mean? And then you have a fair weather commitment. That is the lowest type. Now, when things are good, I'm there. You get it? When things are good. When things are not good, I'm not there. See you later, alligator, in a while. Crocodile. Now, marital commitment is the only type of commitment we double with when we are in the ministry, especially apostolic ministry. It's, it's, it's marriage. And marriage means, it means forever. Yes. When we, when we do marriage, when we do marriage, when we do marriage, the mind and idea is that it, it's forever. Yes. It's forever. Together forever. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's marital commitment. That's the only type of commitment we, we deal with. That means that, that means that you are in it forever. And no matter what, that is it. And that honestly is the only mind with which, and just to make a little digression here, is the only mind with which you can stay with somebody. If you don't have that mind, it's not likely that you stay for so long. If you have a mind that I'll get out when I can, and when I should, then you are likely to get out. Because, you see, marriage is not a boyfriend and girlfriend. It's very different from boyfriend and girlfriend. It's a completely different thing. Yes, it's so different. And so the older people, you know, we have much more divorce now. But the older people, the older pastors, like Aura Roberts, Kenneth Hagin, and those, the fathers, and so on, they had a mind that, you know, once you are in it, that's it. This, I mean, it's, it's disgraceful to divorce. Yes. So that mind is what keeps you going. And you, and, and you see, there are some things you need to have that sort of mind before you step into it. Because when you step in, there will be so many movements and things. Yes. And it, and, it becomes di- and it becomes difficult to stay. Yeah. And there's a lot of divorce now. There's a lot of divorce. And many, 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 many pastors are divorcing. And are divorced. Because also, on the flip side, the together forever principle, you see, together forever, no matter what, no matter what you do, no matter what you don't do, no matter what you say, no matter what you don't do and all that, it also breeds nonsense. You see, yes. It breeds nonsense. It breeds nonsense in the wives. No, no, wait, wait, wait. In the wives, in the ministry, in the ministry. It, 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 it brings nonsense in the wives. In the ministry. Why, why do I mean that? Because when you are married to a pastor, your mind is that, no, I will destroy you. I'll, uh, if you. If you divorce me, your, your ministry will be destroyed. Yes. And your work will be destroyed. And your ministry will be destroyed. And your life will be destroyed. And so you better cool down and calm down and take all my nonsense. Because if, if I shake myself now, and then it's now announced that you are divorced, you are this, you are that. Then it's going to affect everything 
for you and, you are, and, and your whole life is going to change. Yes. So that's, that's how come a lot of pastors, especially big pastors, have bad marriages. And you can give a very long list of big pastors who are divorced. Because at a point, they couldn't take it anymore. Wow. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. Hey. Take us there. I need this. I remember one pastor who was sharing with me. He said, when we came to church, we, I mean, we held hands from the back door. And we walked in together holding hands. Oh, yes. He said, but when we got into the car, hands disconnected immediately. So just, just a show. Just a show. So together forever leads to delusions. Yes. And many, 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 many young girls are so happy. So I'm going to marry the pastor. I'm going to be the pastor's wife. I'm going to get a dress. I'm going to be this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Because you are, you, shh, you are attracted to people on stage. You may not know. It's, it's just like how uh, uh, dragonflies and some insects are attracted to light. It's, you don't know why they are going towards the light. They just fly to it. Yeah. I'm talking about, shh, don't, don't forget. I, I, know, I know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about marital commitment. Wow. And I'm saying that marriage has this type of commitment. And it, you, you cannot have a marriage that lasts without that mind yeah. that it's forever. Yeah. And I'm making a comment on the forever. Yeah. And I'm saying that the forever also breeds delusions okay. and okay. also breeds nonsense. Okay. Yes. Okay. yes, yes, yes. All right? But I want to say that without a mind that I am in this forever, I'll never change my mind. I'll never withdraw. I'll never divert. I'll never stop it. I'll never be pushed aside. Without that mind, you can't be an apostle. You can't be an apostle. You know, so as we are in America, yes. as we are in America, you know, I mean, every church I've studied, you know, sometimes when, you, when you are preaching at the beginning of a church, you know, in 1995 and there's five people there, you, you can easily feel foolish. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, I mean, let, let me be serious. I mean, there are churches. I mean, when we, when we were starting our church, there was a church in Times Square, just nearby. I mean, like this is, is it David Wilkerson? I mean, big church. With, I mean, these are churches, and here you are standing in a room on the 43rd street at the 40th floor, and then you, with one small room, you can't even see out. There's no window in the room. And you say it's a church. Let's be serious. Let's be serious. Hey, one talent. But when you start... So I will never, I will never retreat from this. Yes. I never retreat from. So as we are in America, oh, I mean, we are determined forever. We will be on the church. We will do the church. We will do the church forever. Oh yes, until until Jesus returns. Until Jesus returns. I mean, Jesus has to return. But until Jesus returns. It's about church yes. 
will do church in every state, every area, every county, every type of person, every color, every whatever. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, we came for this. We came for this. So, when I hear people complaining, talk about, talk about missionary work, mm. we will continue and continue and continue. Because the, the, Paul said, I've espoused you to Christ. Like, wow. you are married. Wow. It's marital type of commitment. It's you know, an apostle is someone who has marital commitments. Me, I'm committed to you till I am out of this world. Wow. Yes, that's a type of commitment. I don't have any relationship with anybody that is not a marital type of commitment. That is why disloyal people are, that is why disloyal people and orangus are such an obnoxious, uh, bad smell. Okay. Because okay. it's not a smell we are expecting. Okay. I mean, if somebody's standing here, you just start fushing with some wild meat, meat and eggs smell here. You know, it's, it's not appropriate. It's, it, you're, you're bringing a smell that we are not expecting this. It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. Would you like that? And we are, we are not happy for you to, you've eaten, because the fush smells Badly depend on the amount of meat you have eaten. It's a meat smell and eggs. Meat and eggs. <laughs> and it's something you can control. But you are not controlling it. And you are causing the whole area to look bad. You are helping us. Hey. I'll go to Ghana and preach because I don't think that you we understand how things We came for this. We came for this. Uh. We flew on a plane for this. We want more. Oh. Oh. Yes. Oh, yes. Being disloyal orangus, those who leave you, those who forget, those who pretend, those who accuse you, those who write things and what negative things, it's a bad smell. Because our eye and our mind is that I am in this, from the day that we started, Eh? Till till that Jesus appears, I just saw Jesus appear in the clouds. I'm telling you, till Jesus appears in the clouds, we will be on the church building, the church doing the church work. I mean, continuously. Oh yes, forever. Oh yes, and you are going to see. The church is going to develop in, I mean, the Latinos will come, white people will I come, colored people, different it. mixtures, type American things, that it. different things. I believe oh, yes. it. I believe it. It's not something that we're just doing like a friendship or a situational, oh. like there's a situation oh. that. Is convenient, no. so we are doing something no. that is convenient. No, 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 no. It's a marital commitment. Yes. Marital commitment is a serious yes. commitment. Yes. Serious. It goes 
through life, through death, and even after death. Yeah. When, when you are maritally committed, even if your spouse is dead, you see that you still have a connection wow. to, to the person. Wow. Yes. I mean, people that are maritally committed, they, they find, one time I spoke to a brother who, whose wife had died and he was going to marry again. I just, I was with him alone. I said, do you feel bad? He said, I feel bad. Aww. He said, I feel bad. I feel bad about it. I feel bad that I'm going to marry. Aww. Yeah. Mercy. You may not know how deeply mm. affected you are by the fact that you've been married to somebody. Aww. And you may think that, oh, the person is gone and it's, it's over. But marriage is something. It's, it's different from every other relationship. It's, true. it's like we are together. It's true. And we are together forever. Amen. We're a team. Oh, yes. So, when Princess Diana died, okay. I mean, she was with her boyfriend in Paris. Wow. Moving from hotel to hotel. Yeah. Driving around in cars. Yeah. Sitting at the back of a Mercedes Benz. Yeah. With somebody you are not married to. Yeah. But when she died, it was no other person than her husband. Oh, yes. Who wow. took a private jet. Wow and flew wow. to Paris to go and collect the dead wow. body of his wife. Wow. That's where you see the marital commitment. Wow. He didn't leave for a taxi to wow. bring the body. He went himself and brought the body himself. Because it is his wife. Even if she's with somebody, it is his wife. Yes. Wow. Yes. We came for it's, not, it's not a small type of commitment. It goes to death and even beyond death. Yes. You are helping us. You are helping us. We came for this. And so, when we start churches, when an apostle starts relating with people, it's Bishop Doha played the piano when I was getting married. Wow. Yes. He played the piano when I was getting married. Bishop Henry was sent as a missionary to Tanzania. It's not a new thing. Everybody, it's like once you, once you come into my fold, I mean, you can ask me of anybody that has ever been with me. Once that person has not left me, the person is still with me. Because Paul said, I've espoused you, I've married you to Christ. There's a marital commitment type of commitment in the system. That's the way we are committed in our church. You may not like it. You may not know, but that's oh, the way like we are. It. Because we it's like an it. apostolic we like ministry. It. We like it. We like it. We love it, prophet. We love it. We are here. You know, the other day, somebody in America, she, I mean, somebody called me and said, oh, this person has, is, is leaving the church or said she's leaving or whatever. I called the person. I've never called her before. I called her before. I called her and said, what is wrong with you? What is wrong? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Because I've espoused her to Christ. I'm seeing a marital. As I know her, I know that it's for life. Either I should be at her funeral or she should be at my funeral. I 
can you just walk away? It's not possible. It's not possible. I bury you or you bury me. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Learn that apostolic ministry is forever type of ministry. It's a together forever type of ministry. Yes. Yes. And that is why that is why it achieves a lot. Because as time goes by, you see people, and when you start asking them, so where are you from? Where the, the person will give you a long history. Wow. So I was here, I was there, wow. I was there, I was there. You realize that oh he's it. been around for a long time. It's not a Johnny just come. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. So have this mind. That apostolic work is about forever. Wow. One time I went to Korea and I decided to interview people who have been in the church. Wow. How long have you been in the church? 40 years. How long have you been in the church? 20. The youngest person, the newest person, 15 years. Wow. I mean, like a new member, the 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Everybody's 40 years, 50 years, 30 years, 25 years, 27 years. That's when you build a big thing. And this is not a small ministry. It's a big ministry going to affect America. Look, America will be affected by this church very, very, very greatly. Amen. I believe it. America will be affected widely by this church. I believe it. Amen. I believe it. I believe it. Because America has sowed certain seeds. No, just as America has sown certain seeds physically, militarily, they fought wars here, they bombed places, done different things in different countries, and it comes back in one way or another. In the same way, they have sown certain spiritual seeds all over the world. The first time I saw a miracle, the first time I saw a large evangelistic campaign was T.L. Osborne from Tulsa, Oklahoma standing at the Accra Independence Square where we have our Good Friday service. He put a a, a stage there and had a crusade. I don't think it was that big but miracles, everything. That's a seed he sowed in my life in the life of Ghana. Maurice Cerillo came to Ghana many times, preached to us many times. Went up to Kumasi, to Accra, all over, many times. Kenneth Hagen went to South Africa, preached over there. Billy Graham came to Ghana, came to Kumasi. He preached in Ghana. His son has been So America has sown many seeds, good spiritual seeds. And definitely, the harvest is coming back. Amen. Yes, so you are the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and the teachers. Being sent back. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yes. I believe it. I believe it. I hope I'm not imagining that I'm preaching. I don't want to imagine that I'm preaching. You are changing us. Maybe I'm dreaming. No, we came for this. We came for this. Maybe I'm dreaming. No. No. We came for this message. We flew on a plane for this. So, 
I just can't imagine the kind of blessing you are going to become. Yes. Uh, so you, I, I mean, I, 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 how many are in a hurry to get out of here and start your one talent? How many are ready to get out of here to start your one talent? Apostolic one talent. Be on it. Yes. I will use it. I will use it. And even if you are, even if you are playing the piano, you know, in the church, you, you have to you have to start to see playing the piano as Pastor, I've been I'm, I've been sent. I've been sent to help you. You are you are my territory. I'm I'm, I'm here to minister to you. I'm here to minister to you and for you. Yes. With marital commitment. Here. And without that, mm. you're not going to see my. But if you are very wildly committed, mm. <laughs> wow. uh, America will bow. Wow. Amen. America will bow. Amen. So many people will be saying, I mean, Charlie, I mean, can you imagine such nice, young, fresh people as wow. pastors and apostles? Oh, yes. Oh, it's just yes. too nice. You know, most churches have old people as pastors. Wow. So when you go and you see the elderly people sitting there, I don't want to be this. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be this. I want to be something else. Yeah. But when they come and they see, I mean, a young, a young, fresh, handsome, young man, beautiful girl, Man, wow. they say, "Man, I like this church." I like this church. Hey, there's something here. Sit down. Wow, our sense is changing. Oh yes, your sense. Oh yes. I have espoused you to Christ. You are helping us. 